property taxes high? Is your homeowners association ridiculous? This week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss two movies that might have you reconsider homeownership. The Amityville Horror and Vivarium. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yeah. Happy, happy new fucking new year. Yeah, happy new it's year, It's a man. new year. It's ah. a new year. It's a new us. Look at us. Look at us. I want to introduce our newest co-host. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's nothing new about us. We're the same old, same old. But we somehow managed to get handsomer, though. I, Look at us. As the years go by. Like I, fine wine. Fine wine, David. Mm, look at us. We age like fine wine and cheese. We smell like cheese. We smell like cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we oftentimes get requests for movies. And we usually ignore them. Never. Most and of we, those requests go unheeded. We never ignore them. <laughs> no, we usually oblige. We usually listen to them. We try to accommodate. Um, but we got a request recently from one of our more newer listeners who has, I think, listened to every episode in like two months' time. Yeah, I think it's, it's a record. Pretty, pretty ravenous. Uh, her name is Elena. And she lives out in California. And she uh, asked if we would do a specific movie that she watched uh, not that long ago. Yeah, and she wanted to get our thoughts. She wanted to get our thoughts. So we decided to do that. And um, we didn't know anything about it. You hadn't seen it. Never, I hadn't I'd se- never even heard of it. Neither have I. Um, the second this- movie, I should say. I'm, very, yes. I'm quite familiar with the first one. <laughs> yes. So, I, I mean, it's n- no spoilers here. I mean... Vivarium is the name of the movie, and she wanted us to review that. But we were like, well, what do we pair it with? Um, kind of David and I talking. And I said, well, I think from the description, it's about people looking for a house. So what's a horror movie that has to do with houses that we haven't done yet? And Because, uh, you know, house, obviously, we've done. <laughs> and house, too, we did. Um, but uh, we hadn't done probably one of the most famous movies about a house. Yeah, and, and that and, is and buying it and it being haunted. Yeah, and that is uh, Amityville Horror from 1979. Now you're familiar with it. I've seen it before. To I haven't seen it in a while. I was going to say I'm familiar with it, but I have only seen this movie maybe one other time, maybe twice. Yeah, and, but I haven't seen it in a good probably 20 years. Yeah, I so it felt like the first time. It feels, feels like, like the, the first time. time. I didn't know what to expect, so it feels like the very first time. <laughs> um, yeah. So I uh, I also hadn't seen it in a while, so we'll 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 get our thoughts on it. Yeah. But let's uh, let's delve right into it. I guess. You have any New Year's resolutions? Resolutions. I don't like. I mean, I like making resolutions because um, I like going. Hey, this is my goals. 
Yeah, I guess um, I'd like to travel more. Like, there's some places I'd like to visit uh, that my wife and I have talked about going to a lot, but we've just Give never gotten example. around to it. So there you go. Give us an example. Uh, I mean, she, she really wants to go to Seattle. Yeah? Um, she's never been to New York. I've been to New York a few times. I'd like, I'd like to take her to New York. That would be cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. How about you? You know, like I said, like, resolutions. I, like, I have goals. Like, I just want to be more, I don't know, present. Yeah. Instead of like worrying about the future constantly or uh, staying like in the past always. You know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, God, if I would have only done this. I wish I'd done this differently. Yeah. yeah. Or what are we going to do if this happens? And what are we going to do if this happens? Because that'll and, drive you fucking and crazy. Yeah. You know what you'll do when that happens? You'll deal with it. Exactly. So to be more present, probably. I like that. It's a good one. Thank you. As I get older, my resolutions are better. <laughs> um. At least our, our goals were like reasonable ones. And so we're like, oh, I'm going to direct <laughs> yeah. a blockbuster film. And you're like, oh, honey, <laughs> you're not. I'm really sorry to be the one to tell you it's not going to happen. This will be my year. I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah, you know, the other thing, too, is like with the with the podcast, as far as the podcast goes, like I've kind of changed my perspective of that as well. It's like I just want to keep doing it and, and doing it because it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's fun for you and I to get together every few weeks, discuss our bullshit and, um, and catch up. Yeah. And it's fun to interact with the listeners and bullshit with them. Yeah. As long as people are listening and enjoy it, that's cool. Yeah. But I would say like, as far as goals for the podcast, uh, I'd like to grow our audience more. Absolutely. So and I'd be lying if I said if uh, like a, a a network of some horror renowned ever came knocking, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah, of course. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn down anybody. Like oh hey, we'd be part of our podcast network. Of course I would I would say yes to that. But it's like that's not the ultimate goal. Yeah, I would like for the podcast to grow because I think like we're I think our podcast episodes are good enough that people who aren't listening would enjoy them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, agreed. Horror and non-horror fans alike, because I think okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit from let me let me just get yeah. this soapbox yeah. out here. <laughs> I'm gonna stand up on you it. I'm gonna give you a beat. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, horror fans sometimes get too horror-y. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like all horror all the time, and they're like, oh, oh you know, I, well, whomever director Dario Argento did this and the blah 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 blah, 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 blah. and they go off on this fucking bullshit and non horror fans get turned off by that or casual horror fans get turned off by yeah, that. Yeah, I don't care about the minutia. No, in fact, give me the broad strokes. Exactly, it's okay to do be that. I don't. I don't. It's not. I'm not saying those people are wrong. I'm just saying like if you want to be attractive to horror and non-horror fans or like i said casual horror fans you have to talk in the broad strokes yeah and you have to talk like real people talk like real people aren't talking like well do you know what kind of film they used to film this uh it was a that's how they, vision that's how they got the grain the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the blues in particular are very rich yeah and you know why he did the shot no i don't give a fuck he why chose he did to the light shot. it this way because of the, uh, like, i'd oh, rather man. listen i'd rather listen to a story about how you know i farted in ninth grade english class and blamed it on some other kid <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> i did do that by the way <laughs> <laughs> didn't we all uh, do you so, love it like when um, i felt so bad though afterwards what, about like when you're in a room <laughs> and like your wife walks in but you it just farted just a second ago no. but you give the look no. and you're like why are you looking at me like that you're like 
No reason. No, I have that. I do not have that at all. No? My house is a fart zone. <laughs> it's like all the all the all are welcome to fart wherever they want to fart whenever they want to fart in You should my put house. on one of those like signs like the live laugh love kind of stuff yeah. like yeah, live laugh love fart. Fart wherever you want. Yeah. Wherever you want. I don't care. Fart sweet home. Yeah. I do it. Everybody <laughs> farts. It's true. Listen, I don't want to sit here and have someone fucking farting in my face. <laughs> I'm not a, 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 a Don't fetish. get off on that. No. <laughs> Um, but it's like, you want to feel the, the, the vapor hit you, <laughs> but if, if we're sitting on the couch and someone farts, I'm not going to be like, Oh, you shouldn't go to the bathroom. I don't My know. My favorite way of contracting pink eye is directly. <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> favorite way. <laughs> the top three ways that I like to get pink eye. <laughs> Fart directly into my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were we talking about? Amityville Horror? <laughs> yeah, sure. It came out in 1979, July 27th, 1979. What was the number one movie? I know this movie was a big hit, so I'm going to go with the Amityville Horror. You are correct, sir. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. All right. <laughs> Never I, been done. Can I go two for two? The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> what was the number one song? Uh, I went with My Sharona by The Knack. Oh, I love that fucking song. It's a great song. Should have been number one. It should have been. But it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Damn. Um, the number one song this week. Number one song. <laughs> this week, 1979. This is a long distance dedication. <laughs> this one goes out to Brett, who's got pink eye. <laughs> Someone farted directly into his eyeball. Uh, the number one song is called Bad Girls by Donna Summer. And guess what, David? It's time for WTF lyrics. <laughs> lyrics. That's what we're going to call this segment. It's the... What the fuck lyrics? What the fuck are you talking about? 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 So this Bad is, Girls? This is, yes. By Donna Summer, okay. Listen. Not you, ringing a bell. No, it won't. You can ring my bell. That would have rang, rang a bell. My bell. But that's not dun, this song. Dun, it is kind of a, it is a disco song. I was going to say, late 70s Donna Summer, all disco, all yeah. the time. Yeah. It goes, it goes a little something like this. Bad Girls, talking about the sad girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But let me, let me read to you the WTF <laughs> lyrics. I, I took a snippet. I listen, there's not there's not a lot going on in the song because they repeat bad girls talking about them sad girls about 30 times. Okay. But uh, bad girls talking about the sad girls. Sad girls talking about bad girls. Oh, shit. Caddy. See them out on the street at night walking. Oh. Picking up all kind of strangers if the price is right. Okay. We got some prostitution going on. You can score... If your pocket's nice. Mm, these are high high value hookers. But you want a good time? Quality ladies. You ask yourself who they are. Who they are. <laughs> why, gotta, would I, why would I say that to myself? I gotta who get, they are. <laughs> I got to ask you who they, who they are. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else, they come from near and far. I'm reading this like it's a fucking Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Whoa, bad girls. Yeah. Friday night and the strip is hot. Hot. Sun's gone down and they're about to trot. Mm. Spirits high and they look hot. 
boy, you're rhyming hot and trot and then hot again. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get down? So what you want to do? Now so you, you want to get down? <laughs> now you and me, we are both the same, but you call yourself by different names. Now your mama won't like it when she out. Girl is out at night. What the fuck? <laughs> Read that last part again. <laughs> now you and me, uh-huh. we're both the same. Okay. But you call yourself by different names. Now your mama won't like it when she out. <laughs> Girl is out at night. Like you, your mom won't like it if she catches you trying to bang a hooker? No. It's not talking about, she's talking about bad girls and sad girls. She's not talking about boys. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she's talking about the girls and she's saying like prostitutes and non-prostitutes, they're the same. Mm. And they're all out trying to get the, they're all trying to get the dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just one group is more honest about it. I think that's what the point <laughs> is. But I thought this was the number one fucking song, fucking a weird. song about prostitution <laughs> and fucking about girls on the strip getting down to trot and they want to fuck and everything like that <laughs> it's like when i remember music coming out when when we were younger and people were like i don't like those lyrics what the fuck what is with these lyrics <laughs> donna come on yeah donna summer's bad girls you're saying that this was a fucking wholesome song yeah songs about prostitution it's about classy escorts it's about prostitution and prostitution being okay i think <laughs> like it's like who cares if they want to charge some money this is a las vegas song yeah yeah it's prostitution is not legal in las vegas mm. not in las vegas like county area yeah yeah everywhere else ah reno it could be legal oh wow biggest little city in the world mm. you know that i did know that dropping <laughs> <laughs> trivia on me <laughs> what else you want to know <laughs> This one where we wish there were cameras. Brett licked his finger and then like grabbed his page as he, as he made that little quip. <laughs> oh, I like that. Listen, I had a teacher. I remember. I always think about this. I had a teacher who would always lick her finger and then flip the page. Would she do it after like saying something smart? <laughs> no. Yep. <Yeah>, next. <laughs> Shake her head. No, but. Um, but I always thought that was weird. And then as I got older, I'm like, how do I flip this page? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Teacher says. <laughs> Every time you lick your finger, you can grip paper better. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, my mouth's bleeding, Bert. Marty. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Attaboy, Clarence. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's get to this. Let's get to this. Come on, we get we're, we're serious horror podcasters. No, we're not. That's right. All right. So this movie was written by Sandor Stern, but it's based on the book The Amityville Horror by Jay Anson. Okay, which is based on quote unquote true events. Listen, we, we can talk about this afterwards. Directed by Stuart Rosenberg. Music by Lalo Schifrin. Lalo. Lalo. Lalo Schifrin. My name is Lalo Schifrin. I do music. Yeah, I do the music for you. Very cheap. Yeah. You want me to do music I for do your it, movie? Uh, I do it fast. I got a keyboard right here. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that one up. I got more just like that. Here's another one. I'm done. Yeah, that's the end. That's your whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, movie stars James Brolin as George Lutz, Margot Kidder as Kathy Lutz, Rod Steiger as Father Delaney, Dan Stroud as Father Bolin, and uh, then there's Murray Hamilton as Father Ryan, John Larch as Father Nuncio. <laughs> Nuncio. <laughs> and then there's other people. Uh, the budget for the movie was $4.7 million. Box yeah, office? A lot more Take than a that. guess. 1979. Uh, people, uh, 80 see. million. 1979. People made this amount of money. Let's <laughs> see. A movie cost this. Nah, that's <laughs> probably overshooting it. I'll say 60. God, you should just kept your uh, first guess. 86.4. Oh, shit. Maybe even more. Yeah. It's a, it's a big hit. Say, this is a big movie. I remember my mom telling me, like, this movie is the scariest fucking movie. Well, she also said that about The Last House on the Left. But she said at the time, that she saw this, she was like, this movie scared the like, shit, shit my, out of me. Literally, I shit my she's pants like, right into some guy's eye. She's like, as I'm telling you this story, I'm, I'm shitting. shitting. I'm shitting right now. <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> Open your eyes. Your eyes. Lalo wrote that song. <laughs> I wrote that song. It's called Open Your I Eyes. I wrote another one. It's about poop. It's about pooping in people's faces. <laughs> it's my second it's favorite called, way to get pink eye. It's called Feces and Faces. <laughs> My, off my new album which is eponymous <laughs> that means it's called the same thing it's, it's, self, it's self-titled essentially <laughs> all right november 13th 1974 all right the movie opens up in 1974 and we got uh we don't see any of these people die but there's murders happening and we'll come to find out later that it's the defeo kid Ronald DeFeo Jr. goes around and murders his entire family. Kills yeah. his mom and, just, and dad and two brothers. And we just see flashes of light through the windows. So and we hear, we hear the shotgun blast. Yep. And then he gets arrested. Yep. And uh, we see the cops like all around the house. Yep. One of the corners is uh, Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. Yes, it He's is. The corner. You're yeah. right. James Tolkien. I always, I always think of him. Um, you know, I should start thinking of him as Principal Strickland. I always think of him as the guy in Top Gun who's like, Oh, yeah, that be, runs the school. You're going to be. Uh, no, he, he, no he, you guys are going to Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, if you fuck up one more time, you're gonna be uh, carrying rubber dog shit on a cargo plane from <laughs> fucking Taiwan or whatever from Hong Kong. He's so intense in that movie. Yes, I like him. Yeah, me too. He's still he's. As of the recording of this podcast, yes, he is still alive. He's old, though. Yeah. He's got to be like 90. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. But he just has a small part. And say, hey, he's got like a couple lines, I think. Yeah. They talk about the DeFeo kid with the with the police chief or the detective or whatever. Yeah, and we find out the murders happened estimated around 3.15 a.m. That's going to come up a lot. <laughs> yeah, the estimate was like, oh, it happened about precisely 3.15 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one year later, George and Kathy Lutz... They uh, recently gotten married. Mm, I love a wedding, and they decide to uh, they decide to buy a house together. Yeah, she was previously married. Yeah, she's got three kids of her own. She's got three kids. He's stepdad. Yep, of the year for a short time. <laughs> is, it, is he <laughs> for a short time? Yeah, uh, George. Now, is it ever explained what he does? He owns his own business. It's like a surveying company. What does that mean? Like, uh, they go out on the streets with the little scope thing, and they, like, measure shit. I don't know, about, like, roads and uh-huh. surveying. <laughs> like, zoning and shit. Yeah. I think it's what... that. I only know that because it says it on the side of his van. Okay. So, he's, like, in construction. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, like, like a surveying pre- or something. Pre-construction. 
He's like, yeah. we'll survey. We, yeah, we'll just, you do the, all the, we'll the heavy lifting. Little, I'll we'll look through the scope and go, yes, yes, this looks, this looks good. <laughs> this looks like the right spot. That'll be $50,000, <laughs> please. Yeah. So he owns his own business and um, they see this house. Let's talk about this house, the looks of this house. It's a, it's classic. Oh, right? it's Everybody, cool. Cool looking house. This is a real house. Yeah. It's in New York, isn't it? It's on Long Island. Yeah. It's Amityville. On, yeah. Yeah. It's at 112 Ocean Avenue. Mm. You that's can't cool. find it on Google Maps, though. They they blurred, them, they blurred it out. Oh, that's fucked up. Because I guess the owner, the current owners. But it was just for sale. I mean, recently, meaning like in the past like 15, 20 years. Yeah. It just went for sale. Huh. If you could afford it and it was for sale, would you buy? I don't think that would bother me. The original Amityville house. Yeah, because I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it would just be cool. I'd buy it. Yeah. Same. Now that we got that out of the way, the house looks cool. It's got these windows yeah, at the look, attic look that like look eyes. like eyes. Yeah. It's like so, the house is watching you. Yeah. That's look. the back of the house, right? Yeah. It yeah. kind of faces the river. Right. Because they're like on the river, I guess. Yeah. Because the, the front of the house looks more like your traditional East Coast uh, kind of house. Yeah. Like, it looks a lot like the house. Colonial. My dad grew up in a house that looked a lot like that from the front. Yeah. Yeah. They are touring this house, and the realtor is like, hey, this is the house. And they start looking through. And I guess the price is, did you? It was $80,000. And they were like, ooh, it's a little pricey. Are we going to be able to do that? And he's like, look, this, this house, house is way, worth way more than that. Worth way more than that, but $80,000. $80,000 in 1979 money, how much do you think that was? I don't know. Take have, a have guess. You the number? Oh, you got it? Yeah. Uh, a couple hundred thousand? Four hundred and thirteen thousand oh, actually wow. with inflation. Damn, that's expensive. It's a, it, it's Business a, must be booming for. <laughs> but that house, George. But realistically, that house. Well, and I looked it up in nineteen seventy nine. So I guess we could add some more thousands yeah. because of seventy five. But like the houses in that neighborhood, because I looked it up on Zillow yeah. <laughs> to see if I could see what find going for. Yeah. What, what it is. The houses in that area are like million dollar homes mm. because, first of all, they're on Long Island. And they're, I guess it's a good part of Long Island. I don't know New York that well because I know there's good and bad parts, but yeah. it's on water also. Dang, that's pretty cool. But he tells her that this house is worth way more than that. It's only priced this because of the murders. So like they established, they, 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 knew they, it? they knew about it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I didn't hear that. I thought they knew it also because I thought it had to they be did disclosed. Because cause she says something like, oh, I just feel a little bit uneasy given like what happened here. He's like, well, this is a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought I had remembered that, but this time viewing it, maybe I just wasn't paying yeah. attention. But maybe so, I was looking up the house. <laughs> did you notice the, the realtor, the woman that was walking them through the place? Mm-hmm. That was the save the clock tower lady from back to the future. Yeah, you're right. I had to look her up. I was like, why do I know that face? Yeah. So they, um, they buy the house. Yeah. A month move, later, they're move moving in. in. By the way, when the realtor's like drawing up the paperwork, thank God for fucking computers these days. Because the person that had to draw up all that all fucking shit. paperwork and get all those fucking signatures, oh God bless them. <laughs> um, but anyway, she there's like a there's like flies buzzing around, or she hears something. Mm-hmm. She sees something. She hears something. She's like, "Fuck this!" And she like leaves the house. But anyway, it's a month later. They're moving in. Kids are there. Dog is there. Yeah, the couple is there. They're having a great time. They're a happy family. Yeah, everything's going swimmingly thus far. Yeah. Um, but they have a priest coming out to bless the house. And that's because because they know about the past. So. Yeah, so Rod Steiger. And she's the, the wife, uh, Kathy. She's the religious one. George doesn't 
He doesn't seem like he really. He's not very religious. Even his friend at the end though says you converted yeah. your religion. It was more for her. Yeah. So she's so she's he's like, yeah, if it makes you feel better, we'll have the place blessed. Yeah. Um, the couple is like just having a good time and um, they're unpacking and stuff, and then they decide they're going to take a boat out. So George has got a boat also. George is doing really it's doing well. Doing good. Yeah. He's also got a motorcycle. Yeah. A van. Married to Lois Lane. You're married to fucking Lois Lane. <laughs> This guy's living the high life. They take the boat out. Well, this is when Father Delaney comes and he like is looking through the house and he doesn't nobody's there. Yeah. But he just go makes himself at home. It's like, yeah, I'll bless this shit. Yep. And he starts doing his uh ritual. And as he starts, a bunch of flies come. This is Yeah, the room's flies. like full of flies. It's gross. Flies come and then he starts like choking. And the door shuts on him yeah. like, while he's in there. He can't breathe. He's getting all sweaty and gross. Yep. And um, he fucking leaves. Well, the door opens, and then he hears a voice that says, Get, Get out. out. Get out. And he's like, one step ahead of you, pal. See ya. <laughs> and he, he bolts. As soon as he gets out of the house, he seemingly is better. Like, he can breathe well, He fucking barfs at first, <laughs> like, as soon yeah. as he gets out. But he still remains sick for most the rest of the movie like he doesn't mm-hmm. feel good like something it really affected him yeah he got really bad vibes uh, so he tries to warn the family like he tries to call them um, but his phone dies like while he's talking and then his his hand physically gets covered in blisters like yeah. he's, it's not letting him make the phone call yep and and then yeah the phone connection is like always yeah and he can't do it margot kidder even calls the 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 church and she's like hey delaney was supposed to be out here and they were like well he did go out there and she's like no no i never saw him and they're like well maybe there was a mix-up but he's not feeling well right now so i'll just tell him that you called uh next thing i got is kathy and george bang well she's like fucking pirouetting like she's doing like some fucking ballet move she's got one stocking on just one and then fucking brolin's like i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna fucking hit that Mm -hmm. come here lois we see her boobs she's passed away isn't she yeah Margot Kidder? She died a couple years ago, I think. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. She was good as Lois Lane. Do you remember, was it Superman or Superman 2? Fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't remember any of the Superman, uh, Superman movies very well. Oh. There's this scene where Superman comes over and picks her up on her balcony. Yeah. And oh, she, that's the first one, I think. Does he say something about her underwear? She. Well, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> know about that, but he picks her up. Yeah. And uh, he's, they're like flying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, does he know me? Does he see me? The real me? There's like this whole voiceover. Like this, <laughs> it's almost like a poem, yeah. but it's not. It's like really fucking cheesy. And I just remember. It's a Donna like, Summer song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, does he know I'm a bad girl talking about the them sad, sad girl? girl? <laughs> no, but um, does he see me? Does he feel me? Like, it's like so fucking <laughs> stupid. I'm like, this is such a great movie. And then they throw this fucking scene in there. And I'm like, oh, Christ. But can he love? Yeah. He can fly. He can stop a speeding bullet. <laughs> He's more powerful than a locomotive. But can he love? <laughs> it's just, it's such a, I, I love the first two Superman movies. The Dick Donner ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. You don't like them? I just haven't seen him in a long time. I, I loved him as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. All right, so they bang. <laughs> what else do we need to know? Uh, their kid walks in and kind of interrupts some like, mid-hump. 
So he's got to stop. I noticed their bedroom. Uh, I think it was the bedroom. They had uh, mirrors that had like that spidering stuff. Yeah, that was like gold, really, the yes. gold spidering. I remember like my, my grandparents had my that. Grandparents their house. Had I think too. everybody's grandparents had that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot about that shit. Very 70s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was probably actually pre 70s. Yeah, probably. It's probably like a 60s thing. Yeah. But um, um, George wakes up at 3 15 a.m. and hears like whispers or something. Uh, so he kind of goes and he checks the little boathouse that they have. He's kind of looking around. I think it's where we get our first jump scare, like a cat jumps out at him or mm-hmm. something. It's like, but yeah, he just feels like there's a presence or something. Yeah. He doesn't quite, can't quite put his finger on it. Yeah. And then after that, like the next day, like they're, they're doing stuff and he's like, it's cold in here. Yeah. George is kind of an asshole. He flips very quickly. Pretty quickly. I think at this point, he's he already starts, starting to become a douche. Yeah, he starts off not that bad because he's very caring towards the kids. Like yeah. He's taking them to bed and he's like joking around with the boys and stuff like that. And he then starts getting real grouchy. He starts getting real grouchy. He's like, it's so fucking cold in here. And she's like, yeah, well, I think there's a draft coming up from the basement or blah, 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 blah. She's like, you know, just trying to be perky, mm-hmm. you know. Nice wife. Nice wife. And he's just, and he's looking shittier and shittier too. Oh yeah. Throughout the movie. Like he'll, he'll progress from, <laughs> from handsome James Brolin to, to very like, haggard, very haggard. <laughs> he starts obsessing over like splitting wood. Yeah. I got to keep enough firewood to, to keep the, because the fire he wants going to be warm all yeah. the time. So he's always constantly starting a fire. Now I don't know what month this was, but it definitely wasn't winter. Yeah. But he's constantly having a fire, and she's like, well, maybe you're coming down with something. It's like, leave me alone. But uh, he's splitting wood, and she comes up behind him, and he's like, don't you ever do that! Bam! Yeah, he snaps at her. We also find out the her daughter uh, has, uh, her name's Amy, has an imaginary friend named, named Jody. Jody that she keeps talking to. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's like black sludge in the toilets. Just like some <sighs> like random weird stuff kind of starts happening. Yeah. And then... Uh, Kathy's aunt comes by and she's just so happens to be a nun and she comes by the house and the kids let her in when they go out to play. They're like, yeah, mom will be right down. And she comes in and she's in for like two seconds. Yeah. And she starts feeling really sick. She's like, Oh God. And she tells Kathy, I got to go. She goes, Oh shit. I got to take a wicked dumper. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can't use our toilet. <laughs> it's, because full of sludge. it's full of sludge. Like you can say it. Shit. It's, it's shit. <laughs> Um, but she leaves and then much like the priest, when she leaves, she barfs Yeah, like on the car ride home and Kathy's all upset. She's like, I don't know why my aunt wouldn't stay. <laughs> Have you ever pulled over to barf? Yes. I got really sick at the gym once and I just wasn't feeling very good. And I think I just overdid it mm-hmm. and I got about a block away from the gym and I was like, oh, and I just pulled over and barfed. <laughs> so I got two stories for you. <laughs> the one is, um. It was the day before my son's third or fourth birthday. Mm -hmm. And um, I had maybe imbibed a little too much the (laughs) night before. I had to wake up early. Yeah, and you weren't feeling it the next day? Oh, my gosh. I was hung over. It's the worst. And I had to go run a bunch of errands, and I had to take him with me. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm driving around and then I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I go, uh, Hey bro, uh, I'm going to pull over real quick. Uh, I'll be right back. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go check the tire pressure. And I pulled over and I just went to the side of the road and just yacked. And then I felt good. I was fine for the rest of the yeah. day. The second time or the second case 
was um, much like you. I was at the gym. Yeah. And uh, there was this friend of ours whose brother like runs this like CrossFit thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like letting people go for free for a while. Like that were like friends and yeah, family yeah. and stuff. And so I was going there and that shit is no joke. It's intense. Yeah. And I, of course, was the worst, <laughs> but I, I still but did. But you're keeping up. But I did everything. Yeah. Right. It's just, I was just like 12 minutes behind everybody, <laughs> but I did everything. And so when you, when you do that and it's like, you have to jump rope for like three minutes and then you have to go run. Yeah. And then you have to come back and jump rope for like two minutes and then run again, a short, shorter distance. And then you have to row. It's like all this shit. It's not, it's not, it sounds awful. So I got done with that and I went and I stopped at circle K and got like a power aid and I was driving home and I like chugged the power aid. And then I was like, well, that's not staying down. And I grabbed the bag that the circle K person gave me. And I just threw up in the bag and I just had a bag of bag of barf, barf power. These are no holes in it. There wasn't. Uh, (laughs) Oh God. Uh, That was awful. This segment was brought to you by circle K bags. No no holes. (laughs) But yes, the gym will do that to you. Oh yeah! If you work too hard, work too hard, don't drink enough water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kathy's aunt was doing CrossFit and she had to barf. <laughs> yep, <laughs> happens to the best of us. Kathy's brother's getting married. He's over at the house, I guess. And James Brolin is the best man. Yeah, that was interesting. That's weird. Maybe but, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, he's like counting this money. He's like yeah. Over and over and over, over again, and over 1500, and over. 1500 bucks. Yeah. And he's like, I got to count this money because the caterer wants cash. Yeah. He won't take a check. He's a real take. asshole. And so he's counting the money and she's like, it's fine. It'll be fine. And so him and Margot Kidder are talking and then James Brolin comes in and he looks like shit and he's like, oh no, I'll be fine for the wedding. And the guy goes to get the money and the money's gone. Yeah. Like disappeared. Like and they look all over the living room. Can't find it. They're like, it's got to be here somewhere. Yeah. And he's like freaking out. He's like, I need this money. Like, what's going to happen? And Brolin's like, look, don't worry about it. We'll, I'll write him a check. I'm a surveyor. I got money. He's like, oh, what's the surveyor? He's like, oh, you know, like the guy that looks through the little scope? That guy. <laughs> and uh, Brolin's like, I'll take care of it. Yeah, don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. Your family, once you find the money, you can pay me back. Yep. And so uh, he does. He writes the guy a check. He convinces the caterer to take a check yeah the guy doesn't want to and brolin's very forceful with him he's like listen you're gonna take this check or you're gonna eat all this food yourself yeah like that wedding's happening yeah so you got no choice here yeah exactly oh there's a babysitter watching amy <laughs> yeah and she's got headgear which i like <laughs> come on come on amy i've talked about that on the podcast before you had headgear. i did for yeah. a br- very brief period of time yeah when i was probably like you just wear it at night yeah uh, after school. So if I got home from school, thank God I didn't have to wear it at school. But like when I would get home, I would put it on and then I would wear it until the next morning. Oh God. But I think, I feel like I only had that for why? Like what does headgear do? I think it helps with an overbite. So it, pull, it pulls your front teeth back. So I think that's what, cause I had big old buck teeth. So it is different from a retainer. Yeah. Like a retainer can't do that. Uh, uh-uh. braces can't do Cause that. retainers like after like you get braces and then usually you wear a retainer to, to retain, to keep everything in place. Oh, thank you for, but to pull it in place, you gotta have head. Gear. That was the, I don't think they, I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Yeah. I don't know. 
but it was ridiculous. There any pictures of you with your oh, headgear yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> like Christmas morning? Actually, I think one of them is a Christmas picture. <laughs> I'll have to show you. I think I got one on my computer. I think it's my profile picture for one of the platforms. Oh, for yeah. one of the platforms I'm on. I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Amy's babysitter's over, and she's like, all right, Amy, don't be a shit. You got to go to bed. <laughs> and she's like, but Jody. And she's like, whatever. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck Jody. Fuck Jody. <laughs> and then I don't know if she hears a noise in the closet or something, but she go, the babysitter goes, goes in, in, yeah. in the closet, and then the closet door shuts. Yeah, and she can't get out, and she's freaking out, and she's yelling she's for Amy. Screaming. Amy won't let her out, and she's pounding on the door. She's pounding on the door so much that her knuckles start to bleed. Yeah, it's like oh, this poor kid. Yep. And then the Lutzes come home, and uh, they're they, like, "Why wouldn't you let her out?" And she's like, hey, Jody, "Jody wouldn't, wouldn't let, let me. me." And then they're like, "Well, there's no lock on the door," and yeah. she's like, "It was locked. It was locked." And she's like, "Stupid kid. There was no lock. Stupid dumbass kid. Can't even figure out how to make a door work." <laughs> And she's got fucking headgear. Fucking nerd. We're not paying. Get out of here, nerd. We're writing you a check. <laughs> yeah. And it's not good. It's going to bounce. Oh, what are you going to do about it, Kwai? The boys are fucking with uh, Amy. Amy's like playing with her dolls. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, like, the boys are up in one uh, of the windows. Like dropping like a fake spider on her or yeah, something. And they're thinking they're hot shit and everything. And then one of the windows just slams shut on the kids', on the kids hand. hands. Yeah. And they can't get the window up. Yeah, and George and his like work partner guy are like pulling on it, trying to get it open, and they can't. Yeah, uh, this is also when we find out that the check bounced for the fifteen hundred dollars because the work partner comes and he's like, "Look, yeah, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? You, you haven't been to work. You're sitting here chopping wood all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking, you're nuts, and your checks are bouncing, and the IRS is after us, and what the fuck." And we're surveyors. We don't even know what we do. <laughs> no one does. They just give us money. They go to a bar together called the Witch's Brew. Well, before that, even Jeff's wife, Carolyn, yeah, and Jeff, this the partner, they come over to the house first, and Carolyn's like, "Yeah, I'm not going in this house. Something's up." She's got weird. She gets weird vibes. Yeah. There's uh we skipped over some stuff too because like there's a part where like Margot Kidder wakes up in the middle of the night screaming yeah like uh, she was shot, shot in the head yeah yeah there's there's the other part that scares the shit out of me hmm. Margot Kidder starts thinking something's weird right yeah crosses are upside down yeah weird shits happening around weird the house. shits happening around the house and uh, Amy is singing Jesus loves me this I know. Mm-hmm. Or the Bible tells me so. And she's in a room and she's got two rocking chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're both rocking. She's rocking. Both chairs are rocking. And the other chair's rocking. And it's empty. And then Margot Kidder walks in and the chair she, stops rocking. She stops, yeah. And Amy goes, uh, you scared Jody." And Margot Kidder's like, Jody's not here. Yeah. She goes, yeah, she left. And she goes, where'd she go? She goes, out the window. And the window's open. So Margot Kidder goes to the window. Like joking, like, oh, let me check. And she looks, and then all of a sudden, bang, two fucking red eyes yeah. are right there. And yeah. that, that's like a jump scare. It was pretty good. That's that's pretty intense. And I had forgotten about that part. So like when I saw it this time, yeah, it, it, it got me. Yeah. And uh, the, the dog is like obsessed with the basement now, too. And he's like scratching, he's at, scratching this at the wall. Fucking wall. But you're right. Yes, they go to the witch's brew. Go ahead. You were going to say they go to the witch's brew. And that's where George kind of tells them, like, what's going on and, like, how there's all this weird stuff happening around the house. Mm-hmm. He decks him, though, too. Like, they first he gets in, he, he, like, tries to fight him and he punches him and he immediately apologizes. Like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. There's also a scene, we, I think we gloss, we gloss over this, where we see George in his tidy whities Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to ask you, what at what age did you stop wearing tighty, tighty whities? Probably like junior high. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was starting to think make the back. switch to boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was probably around eighth grade <laughs> that I was like, boxers. I got to wear boxers. But no, but, not rolling. He's like, I got to show it off. It's like I want people to see the outline. If they're not tight and they're not white, they're not going yeah, on this they body. Ain't right. <laughs> they ain't right. <laughs> he's like, I want everybody to know it was very cold in that house too, but you couldn't tell. Nope. Could you? That nope. was me on a cold night. <laughs> Josh okay. Brolin, okay? James, <laughs> James Brolin. Josh is my Josh son. Is my son. <laughs> he's also got a big dick. <laughs> his dick is huge. I saw it. Still wiping his ass. He's got that Thanos dick. <laughs> Looking snap your fingers and, <laughs> and you come. <laughs> oh shit um yeah so he tells them everything that's going on and this carolyn is like all into like um like demonology and shit yeah she's like uh one of those one of those, <laughs> one of those people. sedona people like, <laughs> probably got rocks <laughs> yeah lots of crystals around <laughs> the house of crystals. dream catchers and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah yeah she's uh very sensitive to the paranormal but uh they go back to the house oh you know, I keep jumping back. Margot Kidder is also doing her research and she goes and on microfiche. <laughs> oh yeah. The microfiche. <laughs> and she's like flipping through and she's <laughs> reading uh, stories about the DeFeo kid and what went on. And she sees a picture and it looks exactly like, looks just ja- like uh, James Brolin. Yeah. And she's like, fuck. Oh my God. So she runs home. James Brolin and these two yahoos, they <laughs> go to the house. Carolyn goes down to the basement with Jeff and she's like something's down here in this basement there's a there's a fucking fucking portal to fucking hell this is, yeah it's the passage to hell and uh, she's like it's beyond this wall and she takes a pickaxe and starts chipping away at the wall well James Brolin comes down and he goes what the fuck are you doing she's like there's a there's a portal to hell and he's like okay and so he pickaxe at it he's like she's right well I think he feels that there's a draft he's like there is something coming from behind that wall opens it up and there's like this red room yeah they both like they get, get like, like this weirded out like, <gasps> look on their face um and, and then when carolyn yeah i would say when she says it's the passage to hell it's not even her voice it's father delaney's voice yeah that comes out of her mouth and it says something like you gotta there's find the well or something and cover it up oh i don't know i thought that's what he said but i don't know i could be wrong but yes it's like through her Meanwhile, Father Delaney, let's talk about this fucking guy. He's going through some shit with the Catholic Church because he keeps trying to call. Yeah, he can't get through. Is it bad connection? Can't ever get through. The or, Catholic or the, Church or he is can't like, make the call at all because his hand. It's just yeah. The Catholic Church is like, look, you can't do anything about it, and uh, they really put him in his place. The fucking mayor of Jaws. Uh, yeah. Amity Island. Yeah, Amity Island. He fucking's a priest now. And he's like, look. Still same old shit, though. <laughs> he's like, Sweep this under the rug. They're just like, hey, you're not doing anything. We're not doing this. Yeah, you need to take a vacation, my friend. So he takes, I guess he takes a little time off. But he goes back to the pulpit with Father Other Guy. And uh, who's like his uh, yeah, Father N- Bolin. Nuncio. Father Nuncio. I think it's that one. Okay. One of them. Whoever it is, he goes back to the church with him and he's like preaching. He's like, God, save us, God, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, God. And then he's like praying so hard and shit starts shaking. Yeah, falling off the walls. And then he fucking goes blind. Yeah, that sucks. God damn. Yeah. (laughs) He may have been. And then uh, 
He just spends his days like sitting on a bench. Yeah, being said, not answering questions when people talk to him. <laughs> just ignoring people. George continues to wake up at 3.15. He asks the house basically like, what do you want or what's up? And just nothing happens. Yeah. Kathy um, starts having nightmares about George killing the family. Yeah. So she's a little... <laughs> with an little, axe. She's a little nervous and he's always got that axe with him. Yeah. And then I think the next oh, day... They say, they, they say also that like the house was like satan worshipers or yeah, was like a, one, one of the former owners was cast out as like a witch or in the town or something like that and it was also like where native americans would drop off like it's like a burial ground or something or a bunch like, of weird shit yeah some poltergeist shit but she basically says she wants to leave so she tells george like i don't want to be in this house anymore we need to get the kids and get out of here yeah and he slaps her real hard yeah so, oh yeah he's not a nice george guy. ain't fucking around well we get a title card that says the last night Mm. and it's raining now when i say it's raining it's like fucking noah <laughs> and it's fucking ark raining yeah. and there's thunder and there's lightning like you've never seen before we got blood coming out of the walls <laughs> that's never good out of the staircase fucking jody i guess appears as a like giant a, like a pig pig yeah in the window right yeah yeah, and that's right around the time that the walls start bleeding. Yeah. And like, okay, time to go. George is walking George outside is gonna, with an axe. And he comes up into the house with yep. the axe. And the kids are behind the door. Like, they're lock, like locked themselves in there. And he's, like, hacking at them, and he's going to kill them. And then um, Kathy stops him, and he's, like, going to kill her. And she, like, looks old. Yeah, yeah. He looks at her, and he sees a different person. And then all of a sudden, like, he snaps out of it. Yeah, and then he's, and he's back like, to normal. Kathy? And then he's like, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, like what, what am I doing? Yeah. Sorry. He fucking grabs the, they get the yeah, kids. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they get the fuck out. They get in the van and they head for Z Hills. Yep. But the dog is left. And, and Amy, I like that George is the one that stops and is like, we got to save the dog. I feel like this well, is kind of. Amy was like, Harry. And then Margot Kidder's like, just fucking go. Yeah. And they go. And then George is like, nope. Yeah. This is his, this is his redemption. Yes. yes. Like, this is part of the family. We got to save the dog. Exactly. So George goes back to the house and he gets the dog. Uh, he has to go into a fucking sludge pit. He like falls in a hole and the dog ends up pulling him out of the hole. Yep. And uh, they get out of there. He yeah. brings them. He brings them back through the water into the van and the family drives away. And we see an end title card that says uh, George and Kathleen Lutz and their family never reclaim their house or their personal belongings to they they live in another state. So we can go there and take all their shit. Get those tidy whities Yeah. Get that one leg warmer. <laughs> one leg warmer. <laughs> you wear the leg warmer, I'll wear the tidy whities Let's do it. It's a deal. I like this movie. I mean, it's a classic. I don't think there's anything to dislike. Well, I think there's things to dislike about the movie. I, I, I think as a whole, you can't dislike the movie. It's, yeah. it's a ghost story. I'm not uh, keen on ghost stories. I don't believe in ghosts. Um that being said, I don't believe in monsters either, and I like monster movies. But i <laughs> i don't I don't like it when they're like, "This is a true story," and yeah, it's like no that kind of nonsense. Uh, <laughs> we were talking earlier about if this is true or if this is not. I I tend to believe that this is not true. Right. I tend to believe that George Lutz had gotten himself into a pickle mm -hmm. as far as like owing lots of people lots of money. Yeah. And he was living a lavish lifestyle that he couldn't afford, and this was his way out. Yeah, and he already had the house that had a story. Yep. Yep. And um, 
Yeah, I could buy that. That's that's. I find that much more believable. Yeah, but that doesn't make a good movie. No. Yeah, George making shit up the movie. (laughs) But uh, anyway, didn't the didn't the Conjuring uh, people have something to do with this too? Like they went there at one time. I believe so. Yeah. I think after. Yeah, I think that's even covered in one of the Conjuring movies. They talk about the Amity. Yeah, like after the the fact, they they went there. But um, yeah, I I think it was a good movie. There was points at the end, like the last third, that mm-hmm. it got slow. Yep. And I was like, all right, come on. Yep. Let's, no, let's, I, I agree. Let's speed things along. Because it starts off really good. It clips along pretty good. And then it's like that last third before, before, the, before the shit hits the fan. Before the last night. Right. It just slows it down. Yep. I, I want to say this. Rod Steiger fucking awesome in this movie yeah, his performance is really good as the priest and james brolin too i don't want to take anything away from him he did a good job as transitioning from like normal to like psychotic but father delaney by rod steiger's performance he was awesome yeah he was really this. good I, I i really i even texted you as i was watching this he's, i was like he's good in this movie mm-hmm. um but that all being said i'm gonna give it three and a half pamela Voorhees heads um damn i like the movie but, and I think everybody should see it, but I don't think it's like top tier. Agreed. Yeah, we're pretty close on this one, actually. So, and you, you hear the things you liked and things you didn't like uh, are pretty similar to mine. So for the things that I thought were good, I thought the, the music was pretty good throughout the movie. It had, yeah. a, it had a good score. If I'm not mistaken, I think the score might have even gotten an Oscar nomination. That was Lalo. <laughs> Lalo. <laughs> uh, there were some genuinely creepy moments throughout the film, and there was like tension and yeah, just some creepy type moments. Yeah. And I thought the acting, to your point, I, I agree 100%. The acting overall, I thought from everyone, was pretty good. Um, the things I didn't like, um, and I mentioned this before, George, to me, was never really a likable character mm-hmm. until the very end. Even at the beginning, I thought he was kind of gruff and just sort of off-putting. So I had a hard time rooting for him. Um, and then I agree. I also captured uh, a little slow at times. There yeah. were times where I was just like, "All right, all right, let's 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 move on." I think yeah. the movie clocks in around two hours or so. Mm-hmm. Probably could have stood to be twenty minutes shorter. Yeah. Um, but overall, I dug this movie, which is cool because I remember not liking it when I saw it twenty years ago or whatever. So when we had to watch it this time, I was like, "Ah, this movie's not any good." Um, but I uh, no, I enjoyed myself. I gave it a three. I mean that it's a it's a classic movie for a reason like i think people i mean you talk about ghost story movies or haunted house movies yeah i'd say it's one of the granddaddies of like modern haunted house movies uh, poltergeist yeah probably in the same level Mm -hmm. um i don't know agreed so but they did remake it with ryan reynolds i never saw that i did and i remember liking it but i saw it when it came out Mm -hmm. so it's been yeah, it's been a while. So whenever we do like our remake month, where we just watch nothing but remakes, <laughs> yeah, we can do that one. Uh, maybe we'll watch that one. Um, I just remember Ryan Reynolds had his shirt off and oh, he's chopping dreamy? wood in the rain, mm. and he's so so hot. dreamy. He's Canadian. Yeah. All right. So the next movie, uh, like I said, was the one that was requested by Elena, and it was Vivarium. This movie came out in 2019. Uh, more specifically, May 18th, 2019. David, what do you think the number one movie was? I'm going with a little movie called Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. I think she was in that. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. John Wick, Chapter 3. Ah, okay. Have you seen any of the John Wick I, movies? I have not. Neither have I. I've heard they're great. So have I. Yeah. 
I don't know why I haven't seen them. Because we're too busy watching fucking S- hey. Santa Jaws and, and fucking <laughs> fucking Vivarium. Vivarium. Uh, number one song. Uh, I'm going with Me by Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. Damn. Nope. Nope. Old Town Road. Ooh, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Music by Nine Inch Nails. I don't know. That song is like whatever. It's all right. People like that song it's way, okay. way too much. <laughs> like it was all right, but it's like it's too. Yeah, I liked it mainly for the Nine Inch Nails factor. Yeah, but figures. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm um, a predictable fanboy. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Vivarium was written by Garrett Shanley, directed by Lorkin Finnegan. Finnegan. Music by Christian Ednis Anderson, and it stars uh, Imogene Poots, which <laughs> every time I see her name, I, I giggle. Imogene. <laughs> I'm sure she never heard that growing up. I know. That's all right. She's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, so. She's like, she's like fine. fuck you. Fuck you, you cock. My name is Imogene Boots. Yeah. I talk like Michael Caine. <laughs> what of it? <laughs> she plays Gemma. We got uh, Jesse Eisenberg. He plays Tom. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's that all you need, need to know. To know. Uh, there is some other people in this movie, but this movie is definitely weird. Mm-hmm. The budget for this movie is 4 million euros. Oh, shit. It costs lots of money. Lots of euros. Uh, the box office was $427,000. Poots. <laughs> Imogene. Poops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this movie, the plot of this movie. We got uh, Gemma and Tom. Yep. They're Tom a boyfriend and, and girlfriend. Tom and Gemma. <laughs> Classic romance. <laughs> She's kids a, in love. She's a school teacher. He's a fucking landscaper. Yep. They're just out there trying to get their nut. <laughs> They're just a squirrel trying to get the nut of the uh, world. What was that song? I'm I'm just a squirrel trying to get my nut. Trying to get a nut to move your butt but. to the dance floor. <laughs> say yo, what's up? Hands yeah. in the air. Come on, say yeah. Everybody over here. Everybody over there. Yeah. What's the song? Uh, Gonna Make You Sweat by CNC Music yeah, Factory. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So stupid. Still trying to get you not to move your butt <laughs> to the dance floor. Why? So yo, what's up? <laughs> Why? This is a string Fuck of you. this is a string of things that rhyme. That's what that is. <laughs> what's up doesn't even rhyme with nut. Uh, well, close it off. Yeah, whatever. There's a, there's a there's a I, I think there's a word for it, but you can rhyme certain words that don't rhyme yeah, in songs that sound similar. In, yeah, yeah, sup and both. butt. It's all one syllable. <laughs> and they have the uh sound in them. But, uh, yeah. These kids, Jim and Tom, they're, they're looking for a house because they want to move in together. Yep. And so uh, after work one day, they decide to go visit this place. That like a real estate office kind of thing. Yeah, like a housing. Or a housing development or something. Yeah. Like their, their office. I guess. And so they're looking around. Found it odd right away when they walked in there and there's like little models of the homes or yeah, whatever. And everyone the was the same. Yeah, it's like, this is weird. But the guy behind the counter, Martin. He's a fucking weirdo. Fucking A. <laughs> odd isn't uh, isn't the word to describe this guy. He's, uh, yeah, he's a fucking he's weirdo. Fucking weird. And Tom is weirded out by him right away. He's kind of like, yeah. I don't want to, like, he's like, I could show you these houses. Um, there's a new development called Yonder. Yeah. I can take you there. And he's kind of like, oh, we're busy. And she's like, oh, no, we'd love to. And he's like, awesome. She's yeah. like, oh, follow me. I know the way. Yeah. 
they go and uh, they go to this development and you want to, I mean, it's something straight out of, um, it's not even out of any like fucking leave it to beaver. Cause it's every house is the same. Like as far as the eye can see. Yeah. This is all these like greenish blue kind of houses. Yeah. The hues are very just blah. Yeah. And, uh, they go into the house and Martin's showing them around. Yeah. And it's like, this one's number nine. Mm-hmm. Shows them around. The dining room. And while he's talking, he talks like a commercial, like mm-hmm. kind of talking about all the features of the house, which is very weird. Yeah, very fake. Yeah. Takes him upstairs to where the bedrooms are, shows him the shows him the baby's room, and it's dressed, it's decorated it's blue. A, for a boy, um, and the master bedroom, and he's like, oh. And then uh, he's like, oh, here's outside. They go back downstairs, and he's like, well, take a look at the backyard. Yeah. And so they go out there, the couple goes out there and they're like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Well, and something else we should mention is at one point, Martin talks in Gemma's voice, like while he's describing something, like he repeats something that she says, mm-hmm. but as her, and I, I had to rewind it. I was like, did he just, would that come out of his mouth? Yeah. And it did. And I was like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, they go outside, come back inside. And Martin's gone. He gone. And they go back out front and his car is gone. Yeah, and Tom's like, good. That guy was fucking weird. This house is weird. Let's, Let's get, get out of here. here. So they start driving. They drive, and they come back to number nine. Yeah, and they're like, what the hell? He must have gone in a circle. That's strange. Drive again. Turn this way, turn that way. Come back to number nine. Finally, Tom's like, fuck it. Let me drive. Mm-hmm. I'm the man. I'm the man. I know how to drive. That whole attitude. Well, he gets in there, and he's... Same problem. Same problem. Yeah, and they just keep doing it. They keep doing it all day until they run out of fucking gas. And when they run out of gas, they get out of the car. And sure enough, they're, they're in parked right in front of number nine again. So they go into number nine and they just spend the night. And they're like, tomorrow we'll figure this out. Yeah. Tomorrow comes and they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to follow the sun and we're just going to hop over fences. We're going to hop over walking yards, whatever it takes. We're just going to keep going. Yep. So they do that to the point of exhaustion. Yeah, and it's dark. And they end it's up, like nighttime. They end up at number nine. Yeah. Well, they see a house. There's a house that has a light on. And yeah. I think Jim is like, oh my God, there's, a, there's people. And they yeah. go back, but it's, it's the same house. It's their house. Yeah. Well, their house. <laughs> the next day, they're like, what are they doing? Jim, like there's a box outside the house. Yeah. They were doing something, but yeah, a box appears outside of the house. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? But no car. And they didn't, they didn't hear like anybody come delivered or anything. They're like, it's that strange. And they open it up and it's full of like freeze dried food, soap toothbrushes q-tips like basic toiletry survival kind and, of stuff yeah, yeah and a bunch of freeze-dried fruit uh, food Dude. and it's like what the fuck mm-hmm. and then and then they get another box a little bit later well before the other box comes mm-hmm. uh tom sets the house on fire oh yeah that's to, right. like send a smoke signal yep and they even eat some of the food i think that night and the food like doesn't taste like anything it's yeah, like the, this is tasteless yeah like i don't understand like, yeah. I can't taste anything. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to send a smoke signal. So he just burns the house down. But they wake up the next morning, and the house is... Not burned down. It's back to normal. And now there's a new box. In the new box is a baby. <laughs> and it there's a, there's a written on the inside of the box that says... Uh, raise the child and be released. Raise the child and be released. Thank you. And so they're like, okay. Like, what the fuck? So I guess they take the baby. <laughs> It jumps to like 98 days later. And the kid is like now. He's like 10 years old. 10, yeah. yeah. It's like, what the well, hell? Well, he's the equivalent of 10. And he talks just like the Martin guy from the store. Like just very. He's got that voice. Very strange. He's got that, 
it's not it's not a kid's voice. Yeah. Also, it's, yeah, it's a, like an adult's voice. Dubbed. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it's got and the voice constantly goes up and down, and he changes into different people. mimics. Yeah, um, yeah, super weird. Yeah, they're just it's just weird, and he'll like scream. Oh my god! For cereal, dude, this kid screaming drove me nuts. This movie. I, I wanted to kill this kid. Like, I'm not going to advocate child abuse or anything, but I was like, somebody slapped that kid or <laughs> like silly. Like, well, is he a child? I don't know. No, he's not. Yeah, but so. So okay. do whatever. Ring his neck. <laughs> Finally, Tom's like, we're going to catch whoever delivers this food to us. You know, they we're 98 days in, so they've gotten into a routine. Mm-hmm. But he's like, we're going to catch him finally. And so he's sitting out front with his pickaxe. Yeah, he's like, whoever comes, I'm just going to like bash him and force them to take us out of here. Yep. And so Gemma goes inside to make some coffee. While she's inside, the kid's just staring at Tom like a dullard. And Tom, like, has, like, a butt of a cigarette that he takes a couple puffs of every once in a while. And he lights that up. And then he, like, throws it on the uh, grass. Mm-hmm. And the grass, like, melts away. It, like, burns kind of a, a patch. And he sees, like, dirt or whatever. And he has all of his, like, landscaping tools, I guess, in the back of the car. So he's like, I'm going to dig a hole. Yeah. So he just starts fucking digging. This is what this fucking... Mark Zuckerberg does for the rest of the fucking just digs yeah. movie. He fucking digs and digs and digs and just doesn't and get anywhere and digs until he. Oh, this comes a little bit later, but he ultimately finds like a body, yeah, in like a body bag. Yeah, and he's like, "What the?" And fuck? then he gets fucking creeped out. But he digs so much that he fucking drives himself sick. Yep, and he gets really ill. And that hole's deep. It's yeah, probably like twenty feet deep, it, at least. Because it's that whole extension ladder. Yeah. You know, the boy goes missing and, and he returns with his book and Gemma finds it and it's got really strange symbols on it and it's got. Yeah. There's no words. It's just like, it's yeah, symbols human, and drawings and stuff. Human pictures with people with like big old frog leg necks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? So she's talking to the boy and she's like, okay, we're going to play a game. Yeah. Mimic uh, Tom. And so she does the Tom voice. Do me. Me. Do a dog. dog. Oh. Ruff, ruff, ruff. And then she's like, what about anybody else? Was there anybody you met today? And he's like, yeah, there was. And so he mimics that person. All of a sudden his throat like goes like. Yeah. Like a fucking alien or something. And she gets fucking horrified. She out. And he'll always say mother. He'll call her mother. And she's always like, I'm not your fucking mother. I am not your fucking mother. Now the kid is like in his 20s. Yeah. He's an adult. He's like an adult now. Jim is trying to follow him to figure out where it is that he goes every day, but he always manages to give her the slip. Yeah. And she just winds up walking in circles. And always ends up back at number nine. Yep. Tom is sick, and he's continuing to dig, like I said. And um, the boy locks them out of the house. Yeah, he's just like, he's a man now. I don't, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. So they start sleeping in their car. Yep. And she like tells him, like she's knocking on the door, Tom's sick, Like please help him. And he just ignores her. Yep. Tom dies. That was a sad scene. Like when he was dying, like he said, like, do you remember the wind? And I was like, oh, like this place that they're in now, like just nothing, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. And he kind of talks about the day that they met. And he's like, I'm really glad that other person stood you up. Yep. That's how I got to meet you. Yep. And he dies in her arms. Yep. And so then the boy comes with a body bag, <laughs> zips him up in it, vacuum seals him and throws him in the, in the hole, in the hole. So Gemma sleeps in the car. And uh, she wakes up and she's like, got the pickaxe. And she's like, when he goes for his little walk today. Yeah, I'm going to attack him. I'm going to attack him. 
Because the other thing, too, is that Tom wanted to kill the kid when he was young. Yep. And, uh, and he tried, and she saved him. She saved the kid because she felt bad for him. He locked him in the car. Mm-hmm. And was like, eh, whoever brought him to us, if they care enough, they'll come get him and get us out of here. Yep. Or he can die. But she saved him, and that caused a riff yep. in their relationship at that point. The kid or the man now comes out and he's walking down the street and she hits him with the fucking pickaxe. Yeah, it kind of grazes his face. And then he turns into a fucking like a fucking weird looking monster kind of thing. But he like goes on all four and yeah. he starts hopping around. Yeah, like an alien or something. And then the sidewalk <laughs> fucking lifts up the entire sidewalk and like crawls under and it. And he crawls underneath the house and she like blocks it with the pickaxe and she goes under there. Yeah. Then what happens here is anybody's fucking guess. She like falls upwards and then she like goes through different scenes of, of like different houses, different people, but kind of experiencing thing. the same sort of stuff that she and Tom went through. Yeah. And we see like one person's like in the process of killing himself. Yeah. Like slitting his wrists. Yeah. Yeah. And then she ends up like winds up back in number nine again. Yeah. And she like falls down the stairs or whatever. But now she's really weak and now she's not feeling well. Yeah. She's upstairs in her bedroom and she's like, I don't know if, is she older or is she just, is it just like the next day? I don't know what happened or is it just whatever happened to her, but she just doesn't look good. No. And And she's very weak. She's dying. And, uh, he's going to zip her up in a fucking body bag. Puts her in a bag. And right before he does, she, he says something about mother. And then she says something in the body bag and he unzips it. And he's like, what'd you say? And she says, I'm not your fucking mother. Yeah. And then he zips her up again. But before he it. puts her in, he tells her like, once a mother like raises your kid, like it's time to die basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not your fucking mother. Yeah. Zips her up, vacuum seals her, throws her down the same pit that Tom's body is down. Fills it. Like immediately, like he like it, and, and then it like f- fixes itself. Yep. And uh, he paints like over some of the stuff, like mm-hmm. the markings, makes the house look all brand new. Gasses up the car. Gasses up the car. <laughs> takes drives it, it back to the original shop where that Martin guy was. And now that guy's all old. That guy's all old and dying. Mm-hmm. So he takes his name tag, puts it on himself. So now he's Martin. Yep, and then that Martin puts dies, him in a bag, puts him in a bag, and then rolls him up like a fucking sleeping bag. Yeah, and then sticks him in a file cabinet. <laughs> and then he sits down. And, and then be, another couple, another couple like, enters the in. store. End of movie. What do you think? All right. So this movie was fucking weird. Weird. One of the weirdest movies I've seen in, in, a, a, in long a long time. time. It reminded me a little bit of Pilgrim, but in a different sort of way. Mm-hmm. That in that there was definitely a message in this movie yeah and what and much like my feeling of pilgrim i felt like that message was it was heavy-handed and it was like i got it right away and i just got pounded over the head with it over and over again well, and what was the message because maybe i'm dumb so to me it, the movie was about like as an adult like wanting to do all these things and having these dreams and then having a kid and then ignoring the things that are in front of you and instead of trying to enjoy the life that you have you essentially dig your own hole and dig your own grave essentially and instead of reflecting on like your life, like it's a life wasted. Oh, okay. Basically, kids ruin everything. The movie. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I kind of took it that way. And much like how I thought about Pilgrim, I thought it would have worked better as a short film mm. rather than a full length movie because I, I just thought it kind of dragged. I wish they had given the characters more to do, and I wish there could have been more scenes of them 
like finding ways to enjoy themselves. Like we saw a little bit of that. But I think that's the point though. Yeah. Like they didn't find ways to enjoy themselves because they were constantly trying to get yes. out. Yes. And the, again, going what, back to the message, I think that's part of it too, is like your home is whatever you make of it. Yeah. So what did I say to you at the beginning of this podcast when I was like, I'm going to try to live in the present and not live in the yeah. future or the past. That. They were trying to get out of the situation instead of just being like embracing resigned it. to the fact. Now, that being said, they were being held captive. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I'm being held captive, so I guess yeah, I'm just going to enjoy but, it. But in real life, like, you have movies, you can travel, you have friends, you have family. Yeah, you can at least call somebody, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, you're not a prisoner. Um, you got YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like the message could have been executed in a better way. What do you think it was? Like like an alien? Yeah. I, I, that's kind of the way I took I, it. I took it, like, because I was thinking about it. I was like, vivarium. It's kind of like terrarium, aquarium. Like, they were kind of watching. Yeah. So, like, they were breeding, like, these kids, and they were using humans to raise them. Yeah. Because that opening, the movie opens with, like, a shot of, like, a bird kicking another bird out of its nest and, like, putting its own egg there or something like eating, that. And then So, it was yeah. like having a bird raise its own bird like as it's yeah i don't know yeah it's really weird it was weird i actually liked it really weird like i don't know if i'd watch it again mm. um but i give this one a three i was i found it i found it very interesting yeah i mean listen it's good enough to watch and go if you if you want to watch that type of fucking movie yeah right like not all the time do people want to watch a movie where they're like oh i want to see a message or i want to see a fucking a movie where you just don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Not all the time do people want to see this. No, that's like, like I said, I'm, I've seen it once. I'm good. Yeah. It's kind of like. It's also more of a sci-fi drama than like a, I wouldn't call this a horror movie. Not, yeah. I mean, it, it teeters on there. What's that, what's that uh, fucking movie we watched with? Uh, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow? Yes. It reminded me a little bit of that. Yes. That was a better movie. Yes. Yeah. It was. So, that being said. If people want to watch this, obviously, go ahead. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. It was good. I thought the acting was just fine. I don't know. Sometimes I just want to have fun when I watch a movie, and I don't want to think. Yeah, this wasn't a fun movie no. by any means. No, there's a lot of sad shit that happens. No, it's kind of a downer. But dies. Yeah. And, and that kid was fucking annoying. Oh, that kid was annoying. I would have killed that kid. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any thoughts, so it was 2.75 overall? Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, uh, three. Three, I think. Uh, oh, no, you went three and a half. So it's 3.25 because I think I went three on that one. There you go. If you have any thoughts on those movies, why don't you reach out and contact us? Uh, how can they contact us, David? Yeah, on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok. Just search for us under The Swearwolves. On Instagram, search The Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, you can search The Swearwolves on YouTube. Uh, our website is theswearwolves.com. You can send us an email at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. All right, so for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I just want to apologize to Imogene Poots. Poots. <laughs>
intercourse with a horse. Intercourse with a horse. Okay, we're good. This week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss two movies that might have you a second guess. <laughs> That's Mac. This week on The Swear Wolves. <laughs> hey, can you going to let me do this intro or what? This week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss two movies that might have you reconsider homeownership. <laughs> You're not going to let me do this intro, are you? <laughs>